Hello and welcome to the Team Poor Sport off-season podcast. My name is Mark. I am your host, joined by the director of DFS. Looks like his microphone might be muted. Vince, how you doing today, Vince? I'm doing great. We got the free agency frenzy already started, so I'm ready to jump in. Yeah, the new league year has started and you're uh, fresh off your championship on our inaugural season. And also on today, we have the guy who you beat in the championship, uh, Max. How you doing today, Max? Can't complain. Good, man. Good. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy, crazy off season so far. You know, it's been a long time since we've all been on and a lot going on, you know planning a wedding and hope to see both you guys there in a few months. Um, But let's talk some football. I'm excited to talk some football. All right. So we're going to go through, you know, the, the free agency signings that we've seen so far uh, in the NFL and uh, you know, we'll kind of go by, you know, division and we'll, you know, just give our opinions on what we think, uh, the relevant fantasy impact is, and if that player might be on our team, whether or not we think about keeping that player. Um, all right, so we'll start off with the uh, AFC East, and the first team we'll talk about is uh, the AFC champ- East champion, Buffalo Bills. And it was the- arguably the biggest signing of the year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, leads, leads the headlines of the bullet. Uh, the boy from Chicago, Mitch Trubisky, signing a one-year deal for uh, $2.5 million to back up uh, Josh Allen. Not fight for the job, right, Vince? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> well, you know, he's got a chance for something. Uh, Max, you know, you watched a lot of Mitch Trubisky. I know you liked him a lot. Uh, what do you think? Do you think he has a chance to uh, re-birth? Re- uh, in uh, Buffalo, um, if Josh Allen like passes away or gets severely injured, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I guess not. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you know getting a backup that's young and mobile. You know, I don't, I don't, and that you don't plan on using at all. Yep. Yep. I agree. They probably don't plan on using one of the guys that they probably will use is Emmanuel Sanders who signed a one-year deal with Buffalo. And, you know, the wide receiver core is definitely going to look a little bit different this year. I don't know if anyone signed Cole Beasley. Vince, have you, has anyone signed Cole Beasley yet? Um, not that I remember saying. I can look it up, though. And uh, obviously John Brown has departed, and we'll talk about John Brown. But uh, we're welcoming in Emmanuel Sanders. And Emmanuel Sanders signed a one-year deal. Uh, Vince, what do you think? Any kind of impact on uh, Buffalo as far as competing with targets? Um, I don't think it'll have any impact, really. Um, Gabe Davis is there, and the team really likes him. Um, I just think they want kind of a veteran presence. Um, and God forbid, like, if, if Gabe Davis doesn't kind of step it step up uh, the next year, um just regardless, just having having him in the locker room, I think, is more of a presence thing uh, than, like, an actual kind of fantasy impact kind of thing. I mean, it just kind of takes away 
<clears throat> from everybody except for um, one of the best wide receivers, Stefan Diggs. Um, so it's just everyone's kind of fighting for, for everything else so outside of him. All right, moving off of Buffalo, the next thing we're going to talk about is Miami, and they've been pretty exciting this offseason. Um, first, they signed uh, Jacoby Brissett to a one-year deal to back up to at the moment. That's, I guess, what we think the plan is unless they draft someone or trade for Deshaun Watson somehow. Um, but uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, any big impact you think, Max? Um, I have no idea what they're doing in Miami because they were really disappointed with Tua and how he performed. So Brissett could be their starter. They could draft someone. Um, they kind of screwed up a good team. So Yeah, so, I mean. I, yeah, go ahead. I mean, Brian Flores, I mean, I think he's starting to, uh, you know, turn things in a positive direction in Miami. I definitely think that you know they're a young team with a lot, with a you know with some exciting signings and uh, I agree though I have no idea what direction they're going. Uh, Vince, what do you think? Um, <clears throat> so we saw with Mitch Trubisky it was like two and a half million. Um, so teams need to and want to invest in backup quarterbacks. You know we don't expect Trubisky to uh, start or anything, but God forbid because plans you know plan for the worst that if something happened, you know, they want a decent backup. And I think Trubisky uh, is a decent backup. Um, but to, to go back to the Dolphins, you know, uh, Jacoby Brissett, veteran player, uh, he can make more than the $5 million contract. So I think it's one of those things. Usually, you know, we see like an out clause in like some, some contracts. I think this is kind of the opposite in saying if Tua – doesn't pan out you know we have this veteran guy that can step in uh and then he has some incentives to to uh to get more money on his contract if, if the team i could see them starting brissette though because they're right. really investing in their passing game and they are not loving Tua. so right or that's a possibility too but like it's it's not because it's not a lot of money it's not like starting no. money but then it's not like backup money so really they can uh it looks like a team friendly kind of contract much. it's a rental yes yeah i mean see i mean I, I i think it's a good move for them uh you know with with ryan fitzpatrick obviously moving on it's good to have someone there uh but the biggest signing probably had to be uh will fuller taking what i thought was less than his market value um signing a one-year deal for 10 mil, um, fully guaranteed, and then another three million in incentives. Um, I mean, I know he's got the, he starts the season suspended, um, but Vince, do you think he maybe could have got more money somewhere else? Um, maybe not, just because he hasn't been able to stay on the field. I mean, I remember you and I talking uh, the beginning, or before the season last year, where you kind of had the, the hesitation, but I was on the other side, like if this guy stays healthy, like he's just amazing. Um, and I think it's going to be the same type of thing this year, you know, um, he is starting suspended, but I mean, if this guy can stay healthy, 
And, you know, Tua is the starter. I think that's exactly the kind of player that kind of Tua needs to kind of, you know, hopefully take take a next step in his next year. I think it's going to be a step backwards because I don't know if Tua is the guy. So he may have cost himself a lot of money right here. Good point. I mean, is, is Will Fuller even the number one there, Max? Or do you think it's Devontae Parker? It could be Will Fuller, but Will Fuller doesn't have uh, the same level of quarterback that he had in Houston. So, yeah, I think there's no arguing that. I know that obviously one place that Deshaun Watson talked about was going into Miami, um, regardless of what nonsense he's got going off in his personal life. We won't really talk about that here. We'll just talk, keep it about football. But it's definitely a destination that he said, you know, was one of the places he wouldn't mind going to. Um, so if that happened, I mean, obviously, Will Fuller's value would be right where it was when he was in Houston. Um, I mean, it's still a decent but, landing spot. Like, are there better landing spots? For sure. But, I mean, he's going to see probably at least 90 targets. So, I mean, if you if you were to tell me that he's getting that many targets, like he's a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, easy. With only 90 targets? Yeah. There's 17 games this season, so I don't know. 90 targets doesn't sound like a wide receiver one. It, it really doesn't matter how many targets if they're not catchable passes. <laughs> Max, you bring up an absolutely fantastic point. Man, a lot of Tua hate on here. Jeez. You know what? They invested a lot in him, and they really don't like him, so – I mean, it was hard to, to, to be fair, like it was hard to kind of judge, you know, his Let me ask you a question. Everything. Were the Dolphins a playoff team with Fitzmagic? Yes. Were they a playoff team with, with uh, Tua? Probably not. There you go. I mean, like, I'm not trying to argue. I'm just trying to be like the voice of reason here. That's all. I just think, like, He's going to see production go down no matter what way it goes. So, I mean, he was coming off the injury. Like, there's just – I'm not ready to completely dump on him is all I'm saying. Like, there's just so many things that you can kind of make an argument for. I mean, we'll definitely see this year, you know, him being, you know, a year into the league, a year with the team, that kind of well, thing. Well, yeah, and he's, he's the guy now, so. Right. Well, yeah. But, yeah. So. I think you guys are right. You're both right. I mean, definitely think that two definitely took a hit when uh, he had the hip injury in college. I mean, everyone was tanked for two, and he was surefire number one overall pick. The hip injury happens. You know, Joe Burrow does what Joe Burrow did, and, you know, two ended up falling to, what, number three overall? And, you know, Miami was in that race for him, wanting him at number one overall. Uh, earlier in that season. So, honestly, I mean, it does look like they kind of gave up on Tua last year. You saw two different times uh, in the middle of games that Tua was in, and the the Dolphins were in those games, and they pulled them in favor of Fitzpatrick just because they wanted to try to win the game. So it was a really confusing season uh, back at Miami. Moving on from Miami. Let's talk about New England. Uh, boy, have they been uh, spending this offseason, haven't they, Max? 
Yes, they have. <laughs> the question is, are they really that much better? <laughs> I don't know. Let's start off by talking about the quarterback. Uh, Cam, back again for one more year. Um, time for one year, 13.6 mil. Um, you know, some, some bonuses uh, and incentives, but better year, deal than he signed last year. Um, really started off the season fine, caught COVID, and then the rest of the season was just an absolute disaster. Uh, yes. Besides the rushing touchdown production, which was basically him running touchdowns in from eight or inside eight, uh, he was you know dreadful in the passing game. Uh, Vince, do you think he can bounce back and then it was just really COVID? Um, I don't think it was just COVID. Just that team was just an abomination on offense. Like, there's literally nothing there but Cam Newton. Um, the fact that they got the receivers that they did and overspent, I don't really – not really excited about it. I mean, they're they're not terrible receivers, but the money that they gave them is just kind of – Ridiculous. So, like, with Kendrick Bourne, like, he's just a guy – like, he's a Patriots guy. Like, he does one thing really well. So, um, I think they make it work just because we've seen Belichick just make things work for so long. And, you know, Cam is still – he's still decent. He's still good. You know, his passing numbers were rough last year. Um, he had, like, the 17th highest points per game in 15 games played. Um, but I'm kind of, I don't really, I'm not on either side with the, this one yet. I mean, I know it's still pretty early, you know, once things kind of settle down with like free agency and the draft and that kind of thing, maybe I'll have a take either way, but I'm just kind of in the middle right now. I'll put you, I'll put you guys both on the spot right now. Uh, rank uh, Cam Newton in the league out of the th- 32 quarterbacks. QB, give me, what do you think? QB 15? I mean, are we talking fantasy or like regular? Just in the NFL. Out of 32 quarterbacks. Top 20, top 25. Yeah, that's uh, also bottom seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All about how you look at things. <laughs> what really has me scratching my head with this team is what kind of set are they going to run with such big investments in two tight ends? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Let's talk about it. Hunter Henry and John U. Smith both signing big deals. Hunter Henry with a three-year, $37 million deal. And then John is $4,050. I'm sorry, four-year, $50 million deal. A ton of guaranteed money for both of these guys. Um, so, I mean, I guess they're running 12 personnel a lot. Vince, what do you think? I mean, everyone's saying like they're they're trying to recreate the Gronkowski Hernandez thing. Like, I just don't think these players are either of those players. So maybe they still try to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were pretty run heavy. You know, maybe it's just trying to show like, hey, they want to pass more. Cam Newton <clears throat> loved throwing to his tight end in previous years, and Carolina had Greg Olson, and you know, kind of all that. So I think maybe they're just kind of mixing in. Um, just kind of what Belichick wants to do and maybe more of like what Cam likes to do and that kind of thing. 
But, I mean, it's just – it's hard to predict what these teams are going to do. You know, we can say, oh, they're going to run more uh, 12 personnel and that kind of thing. But it's it's hard to, to say what kind of offense they're going to run. It's going to be a- – um, obviously, we talked a little bit about the investment they made. I mean, wide receiver-wise, they you know, signed Nelson Aguilar to a two-year deal for 26 mil. But you you had mentioned Kendrick Borden for her three year deal for twenty two million dollars. Um, you know, signed a bunch of offensive linemen, signed some linebackers, some big name guys like Matt Judon. I mean, spent more money than anyone has so far this season. So New England is definitely back in business. Um, you know, a lot of players opted out from New England last year. I think they had more, most opt outs. That sound about right, Vince? Yeah, they, they had a, they had a ton, and they were so, all pretty much defensive. Right. So, I mean, they're going to be a, they're going to be a player this year again. And I think that they're right back in it uh, in the AFC East, but you know, a team that's probably not in it in the AFC East is the New York Jets. Um, what? Yeah, I know. I know. It sounds crazy. Um, but they did have a, you know, one signing that definitely caught my eye and that was Corey Davis signing a three year deal for $37.5 million. Um, so, Vince, talk to me. Corey Davis, what do you think? Um, I've always liked the player. Um, the role, so he's getting together uh, with uh, previous coaches and that kind of thing. Um, but they always kind of mismanage him in Carolina, or uh, Tennessee, Tennessee, sorry, um, for the longest while. And then obviously had the breakout year last year. But all of his production was uh, obviously because of AJ Brown was there, but usually he was kind of game script. So whenever they were kind of losing um, and they just needed to throw, that's when he got most of his volume. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's just a, like, it doesn't really do anything for me. Corey Davis going to the jets. I mean, it's just another weapon for, for, whatever quarterback they're going to have. <laughs> if they're going to well, keep. Corey Davis, he thinks it's Sam Darnold. I mean, maybe. I mean, I like Sam Darnold, but it's it's tough to see, you know, what they're going to do with uh, the quarterback there. So. Vince, as uh, someone who owns Corey Davis in our league, right? You, you claimed him week two, so he's eligible for you to keep for an eighth-round pick. Is that, is that something that you could see yourself doing, keeping Corey Davis for an eighth-round pick? No. No. <laughs> when Are we when doing... Cody Davis has a bad game, it's zeros. Yeah, and he definitely does do that. That's that's the thing. So So but he's probably not gonna be on Max's team next year is what it sounds like. Wait, unless I can pick him up to... late in a later round. Yeah. Are you saying he's gonna be available? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to take him. Yeah, draft day, he'll be there for you. All right, let's get out of the AFC East, move into the Hey, AFC no one wanted North. him last year. Mm-hmm. You mean he was on a, the Tennessee Titans, who was one of the lowest volume pass offenses, <laughs> and he had done nothing before that. But he was definitely – Yeah, and then week one he had that. a great week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's definitely – I mean, just saying going into the draft. I was a fan, so I had to watch uh, – I did like a scouting class and he was one of the players I had to watch. So 
Like I was, I'm, I've been a Bengals fan. All right, so not much for the Ravens so far uh, in in free agency, um, as far as noteworthy fantasy guys. Uh, Bengals, pretty much the same thing as far as fantasy guys. A lot of defensive players they've picked up. Um, the Browns uh, resigned Rashad Higgins. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely an exciting player and someone that was on multiple teams rosters towards the end of the season. Um, anything you think, uh, are you a shot Higgins fan Vince? Uh, I think he's just a guy. I mean, he's pretty fast as far as I remember, but there's nothing really, I mean, he couldn't make, he couldn't stay with the Browns. So there's that. Yep. All right. So moving on to the Steelers. Uh, one guy that I think that all of us thought was definitely going to move on was Juju Smith-Schuster, who signed a super uh, team-friendly deal, a one-year deal for $8 billion. Uh, and then almost all of that is in a signing bonus. Um, just that not so the Steelers, you know, basically pay no cap money on this deal. Super team-friendly. Yeah, obviously, Juju loves Pittsburgh. Um, very active on social media, very active in the Pittsburgh community. I'm not surprised, but I mean, I was definitely hoping uh, there was a couple different places that I definitely was like, oh, I hope Juju goes there. Um, Max, would you be excited to draft Juju Smith-Schuster next year in Pittsburgh? No, not particularly. No? No. His his numbers don't jump, but um, I just, I don't know. They have a lot of young wide receivers on that team and this seems like a, a show me type of deal so, so. Hey, off a of down year last year uh, you know he could be looking to get paid I mean obviously there was a lot of great wide receivers on the free agency market this year um, but definitely as someone that owned Deontay Johnson in our league um, and was you know thinking about someone that has you know like Deontay Johnson as a keeper for my roster and man, this news it did get me a little bummed out. I still think Deontay Johnson get under targets, but I also don't know if I want to keep him. Uh, Vince, what do you think? Do you think I should keep Deontay Johnson? What round would you? I believe, I believe I would have to keep him for a sixth round pick. That doesn't sound very good. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not like deep in the ADP yet, but that doesn't sound like something I would want to do. I mean, every I'm just year... gonna throw this out there though. He averaged 8.6 yards uh, reception. So, yeah, every year he's increased his snaps in the slot, and I think he realized that no team wants to pay a lot of money to a slot receiver. Um, and that's just primarily where they put him because he can't really win on the outside. Um, so, yeah, I think that that was part of it and then just ended up going back to Pittsburgh once he kind of realized that he can't really get anything uh, elsewhere. Well, yeah, I guess you're probably right. I'm more surprised Pittsburgh signed the deal. So all about Big Ben. I'm sure like Big Ben wanted him. Yeah, probably. Because that's exactly like what Big Ben. So like either so Big Ben, he either like 
threw it far down the field or he just like checked it down. But I think they're going to, there's no way that offense can play a whole nother year. Like it did last year. Like it was just ridiculous. Just how, like what they were doing last year. Um, All right. Well, uh, let's talk about the AFC South. Um, The Houston Texans have been uh, pretty active. Uh, First off, uh, Two running backs assigned Mark Ingram to a one-year deal for $3 million, and also Philip Lindsay for a one-year deal for $3 million. So Doesn't it always feel like Mark Ingram's on a team that has too many running backs? <laughs> yeah, since he's been in the pros, it kind of feels like that. Every team has too many running backs nowadays. Except for the Titans. I think they, they got Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, there's like two or three teams that literally just have one. Yeah. Those are the ones you want, for sure. Um, yeah, so definitely some exciting running back signings. Uh, a lot of defensive signings for Houston. Uh, the Colts uh, traded for Carson Wentz from the Eagles. And, uh, you know, re- reunited with Frank Reich. And I know that I'd mentioned it a couple times uh, last year that this could be something that could happen is him going to the Colts reunite with Reich. Uh, feels good to be right. Uh, Vince, what do you think? Uh, do you think it's a good fit, uh, Carson Wentz and the Colts? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, he's in a better run organization. Uh, definitely has some weapons there. Uh, they got some, some decent running backs. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a great, great situation for him. You know, he gets out of Philly kind of goes to like a smaller, not smaller market, but like kind of less spotlight into Indianapolis kind of thing. Um, and just kind of gets to reinvent himself on with a new team. As the guy who has Jonathan Taylor, how do you yes. feel about Marlon Matt coming back? I thought about it. Um, I think that towards the end of the season, uh, I mean, obviously Jonathan Taylor will, towards the end of the season, you would have said that he would have been in the top five overall. Um, if you were just looking at it, you know, in a vacuum of how they performed from last year, uh, he was definitely looking at someone that would have been the first half of every fantasy football draft in the first round, uh, before the Marlon Mack signing after the Marlon Mack signing. Um, I'm still not concerned. I still have every intention of keeping him uh, on my team uh, for next year at the cost of, I believe a fourth round pick. Um, so Jonathan Taylor is going to be on my team next year, uh, regardless of the Marlon Max signing, I believe. That's what do you think? Am I making the right decision? Uh, Probably. Yeah, yeah I don't think Mar- the Marlon Mack resigning really has any effect on Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think it's just more of um, they just kind of know him and and just he was with the team. Like he's, I mean, he's rehabbing an injury. Um, so I don't think he's going to come in and, and kind of immediately take like a lot of carries and that kind of thing. Um, but I'm more worried about Hines, uh, taking some work from him. Um, but then the, if you just kind of add the three, you know, we might see a little bit of what we saw last year and they, they're not just going to probably give him the keys. Um, so it's just kind of tricky as far as, you know, kind of workload and what they would want to give him. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking, I definitely feel good about it um, as far as Jonathan Taylor. You know, I think that it's still 
you know, I'm not super concerned about Marlon Mack, to be honest with you. Uh, and I don't really think that, that they've really done anything as far as uh, anything else in free agency. So we'll move on to Jacksonville, um, who, you know, new coach in Urban Meyer, um, and then a bunch of new faces. Uh, Carlos Hyde signing a two-year, $6 million deal. Um, as, a, as a James Robinson owner and someone that definitely, you know, was, was, was seriously considering keeping James Robinson for an eighth-round pick. This has got me a little hesitant. Um, Max, what do you think? Is this something I should be hesitant about, the Carlos Hyde signing? I don't think so. I don't think so. He would, I think he'll have a similar role like he had in uh, Seattle last year. He may steal a few carries, but I think most of the heavy lifting will still go to Robinson. And so you're like-minded. You also think that uh, it's still James Robinson's show, even with a new coach? Yeah, I mean, if this is all they do, like, that's huge news for James Robinson. I mean, Carlos Hyde was never an explosive runner, even when he was younger and that kind of thing. Now he's kind of like the old veteran uh, coming in. So I agree. It's probably going to be something similar uh, to the load that he had in Seattle. And just throwing this out there, he had 81 carries last year. He couldn't stay on the field again. You're right. If I had some durability issues. Our, and there, there was a million other running backs in Seattle too. So, and none I think of them he started. I think he started like a game or two too. Where he, he did. Was literally, he was the year. Yeah, he was like literally the only running back they had. He was that guy for a few games actually, because I had a uh, what's his name, the starting running back in Chris Carson. Was, yeah, Chris, Chris Carson. He's going to remain the starting running back. It looks like. But staying on Jacksonville, uh, two uh, wide receivers, Philip Dorsett, Marvin Jones. Um, I was definitely hoping Marvin Jones would go to the Rams, um, but Marvin Jones to Jacksonville. Uh, these are a lot of weapons is, weapons to surround uh, Trevor Lawrence with, uh, assuming that they draft Trevor Lawrence number one overall. Uh, Max, uh, what do you think? Are they going to draft Trevor Lawrence number one overall, or – Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes, they are. That's that's some breaking news, guys. If you didn't know, Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one overall at Jacksonville. Uh, Vince, what do you think? Philip Dorsett, fantasy relevant in Jacksonville? No. Marvin Jones, fantasy relevant in Jacksonville? Uh, probably. Uh, so, I mean, you kind of know, like, if there's like any my guy, like Marvin Jones, like seems to be a my guy, because for whatever reason, I would have him every year on my team because he would just go so underappreciated. Um, but it's different now. He doesn't have Matt Stafford uh, on his team. Uh, it's a, He's in Jacksonville. Uh, Marvin Jones is uh, in a poorly run organization who's going to have a rookie quarterback throwing him the ball most likely. Um, so expectations are not as high as I usually have them for, for him. All right. Let's talk about Tennessee. Uh, only big signing as far as uh, offense, a uh, couple tight ends. I mean, they lost Johnny Smith. They signed Anthony Ferkser and Jeff Swain, so not a lot there. Um, Josh Reynolds uh, from the Rams signed with Tennessee uh, earlier. 
Um, so it's looking like your boy, Vince, AJ Brown, is going to be superstar, superstar, superstar. Um, and then I think we might see Bill keep AJ Brown uh, next year. Uh, I think he would have to keep him for a second round pick, uh, which is something that he might think about doing. Um, well, AJ Brown's production is definitely going to go up because Corey Davis isn't even there anymore. And I, I just think they'll go to him even more at this point. Yep. Vince, I know you're a big AJ Brown guy. You want to talk about him at all or just want to just. Do I want to talk about him? How much yeah, time we got? Uh, well, I just had to upgrade the backup to Zoom Pro. Yeah, we're running out of time. So uh, we got a lot of time now for you to talk about. Which... All right. Thank you for upgrading it. All right. Now I can go on a, a, a tyrant of uh, AJ Brown. Now, um, it's still early. Um, I think Josh Reynolds is kind of is a good fill-in for kind of the Corey Davis role. Uh, they're probably going to draft a receiver. Um, so it's still kind of early. I'm not, a, not like just going to assume that AJ Brown is going to be the only only guy in town there. Uh, I do think they'll still make a move. Uh, regardless, um, you kind of want somebody opposite of AJ Brown because last year he was just getting double teamed and there was games where, you know, um, he just kind of disappeared between that and he came out and said that he was injured pretty much all year. Um, and he was still kind of producing at a ridiculous amount, uh, for somebody that was hobbling around. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I'm still excited for him. Uh, Tannehill's still a good quarterback, so nothing really else changed just besides the departure of Corey Davis and possibly getting a, a new teammate. All right, let's move on to the AFC West uh, and talk about the Las Vegas Raiders because um, they've been pretty ex- uh, interesting uh, in free agency so far. Uh, first, let's talk about Kenyon Drake. Um Signed a two-year deal for $11 million, um, with some incentives. Joins a backfield that already has Josh Jacobs, who we thought was the bell cow. Um, Max, I mean, does this just – how messy is this running back situation in Oakland now? Oh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas now. I have no idea what's going on because Jacobs is one of the better running backs in the league, but – um, I guess signing two okay running backs is their solution. Max, what do you think? Uh, is that does that make uh, Josh Jacobs a big loser or what? As far as a fantasy outlook for next year, probably because they're spending a lot of money on Kenyon Drake, so you'd expect them to use him. different and uh we talked about him earlier a guy that used to play in arizona john brown uh signing a one-year deal for four million moving on from buffalo uh, vince is a john brown guy uh what do you think is that a good fit for las vegas and john brown yeah absolutely uh always been a fan of john brown uh was kind of sad when he left the cardinals um cardinals uh let it ended up letting him go because he has uh some health issues um, I'm drawing a blank on what it is, um, but basically he couldn't stay on the field. Uh, since then, you know, he, he played really well uh, with Buffalo and then 
Uh, I think it, it's going to be good for him in Las Vegas. Uh, I think they were kind of upset uh, with their receiver that they drafted last year. So they just wanted to get a veteran guy to possibly fill that role or just add to the team. All right. Uh, last AFC team we're going to talk about is uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. And they lost Hunter Henry, who mentioned earlier, to the Patriots. And their new tight end, Jared Cook. Vince, uh, do you think Jared Cook has a chance to succeed uh, with that exciting Justin Herbert? Um, I mean, I think I'm just going to view him just like I kind of view every other tight end. He's probably going to be touchdown dependent. Um, don't really see too much. I mean, unless, I mean, Herbert was spreading the ball around. He was, you know, seeing the open guy. It's not like he came in as a rookie and just, you know, checked it down to the tight end, how, how most of them do. Um, so I think the ball is going to get spread around. I don't think he's going to get a ton of volume. Um, he'll probably be touchdown dependent. Like I said, uh, definitely a big target for Herbert there. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, definitely an exciting mood. Uh, let's get into the NFC. Uh, first thing let's talk about is them boys, the Cowboys, uh, re-signing their franchise quarterback to a four year deal for 160 million. A ton of guaranteed money, over 126 million guaranteed. Uh, Dak's the quarterback of the future. I couldn't imagine him going anywhere else. I mean, it's the biggest market uh, to play football and be the quarterback with a star on their helmet is a big deal. Uh, there's a lot of power that comes with it. So I couldn't imagine him going anywhere else. They weren't going to trade him. They were going to resign him. Uh, I love Dak uh, next year. So that's a quarterback I would be excited to draft. Um, Max, what do you think? you think Dak Prescott's in line for a really good year next year? I, I don't know. I really – he's coming off that big injury, so I just don't know if he'll he'll be ready to play. So well, I'll sign say he will. Uh, so what do you think? Dak, Dak is back next year, ready to go? Yeah, I mean – you know, barring him being healthy and that kind of thing. Uh, they said he's been set back free in his rehab. Um, so he remains on track for week one. So, I mean, as of now, there's there's no signs of uh, why I would not want to draft them. So. All right. Let's talk about the New York Giants, and they've been busy. Uh, probably one of the biggest signings as far as fantasy football free agency. Kenny Galladay uh, signing with the New York Giants, a four-year deal for $72 million dollars. Uh, they get their wide receiver one um, with you know that they haven't had since OBJ left. Um, so what do you think? Uh, where do you think this puts Kenny Galladay as far as fantasy impact, Max? Do you think he's a wide receiver one, a wide receiver two, or are you just definitely gonna... a wide receiver one? One. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Jones. You think you can make Kenny Galladay wide receiver one? You don't have. Matt Stafford anymore. He's got Daniel Jones. Or Mike Lennon. Oh, I forgot about Mike Lennon. Ben. No, um, Danny Dimes was throwing pretty well at the end of the year. So, 
he does stir some dimes. Vince, do you are you as optimistic about uh, Kenny Galladay? I am not. Um, so it's definitely a downgrade um, because he doesn't have Matt Stafford. Uh, he now has Daniel Jones throwing him the ball, which I kind of like Daniel Jones as a fantasy quarterback, but not a real life quarterback. Um, so obviously this is a big signing, you know, his big biggest free agent wide receiver. So I think just between Daniel Jones being his quarterback and wide receivers don't usually produce the first year on a new team. Um, so I will not be buying him as a wide receiver one. You're right. Sometimes the chemistry does take a little while to come along. Uh, but, you know, with a rookie quarterback, sometimes it's a little bit quicker. Um, they also signed John Ross, which is someone that I thought was intriguing uh, to a one-year deal for a $2.5 million. Um, someone that I'm excited to just kind of see what he does uh, there in New York. I, I guess there's not really a lot as far as fantasy impact. Um, the Eagles uh, today signed Joe Flacco to be their – I guess the backup quarterback to Jalen Hurts. Um, Max, what do you think? You think Flacco sees the field? No. 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 They hitched their wagon to Hurts when they sent Wedds out of town. So Flacco is just there to be a backup. The Eagles fans are ruthless, man. If, if, if Hurts has like five bad games, I would not be surprised. If, See Eagles fans calling for Joe Flacco. Vince, what do you think? I 100% agree. They would be calling for him. God forbid, like if you know Jalen Hurts isn't a Super Bowl caliber quarterback right off the bat. Um, but yeah, I mean he's just a backup at this point. Um, I don't think there's any threat for him on the starting job. All right, here's someone that I'm excited to talk about: the new starting quarterback of the Washington Football Team. And that's uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, signing a one-year deal for $10 million. Uh, he will start. He is the guy. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Heineke. Uh, I don't. I don't think if they. I don't think they'll draft a quarterback. Uh, maybe they will, but I don't think they will. Uh, if he does, he won't start right away. Um, so, Washington Football Team gets Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, it's definitely exciting for. Uh, um, I mean, obviously, they, they also signed Curtis Samuel to a three-year deal for $34 million, who was, you know, almost like a Swiss Army knife last year uh, for Carolina. Uh, and then joining him with uh, Terry McLaurin, I mean, that's a, a pretty scary fantasy uh, wide receiver duo. <laughs> Vince, I, I bet you can't wait to talk about how much you like those two guys. How excited are you about this combo in Washington? I'm so excited. Is there any fantasy player that just is not a fan of Ryan Fitzpatrick? Like, is that a thing? Like, how can you not be a fan of this guy? Um, obviously, I have uh, Terry McLaurin in our league, which is definitely a high candidate as one of my keepers, uh, especially now uh, seeing with Fitch Magic uh, going to be the quarterback there. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just good news for McLaurin. Vince, what do you think? Uh, do you think uh, you do you think Curtis Samuel's the number one over McLaurin, or um, no, no? Uh, it depends how they use them. Um, 
So they used Curtis Samuel as a downfield threat in Carolina. Um, the reason why he wasn't so big is because he had, uh, what's his name, Allen as his quarterback, who just literally couldn't hit anything uh, down the field. Most of his, his passes were uncatchable uh, when it came down the field. So I think he, they might use him in that same role. Um, but Fitzmagic can absolutely get him the ball. So I think he'll be kind of the outside, you know, stretch the field type of guy versus, you know, McLaurin can kind of line up uh, kind of anywhere and kind of move him around and, and be the, the alpha. All right, and then from Washington that I'm sure Vitz will want to talk about, uh, Lamar Miller signing uh, with Washington. Uh, does this money the backfield for Antonio Gibson, Vince? Um, it's not great, um, but it's, I think it's the same type of thing as like the Carlos Hyde signing. Um, so Alex Smith isn't there, so he's not going to check down, uh, to, uh, what's his face anymore, uh, like 13 times a game. So I think they just are signing him for a veteran presence. Um, that's even if he makes the team, um, there's, I mean, it's still early. There's a possibility he just doesn't make the team as well. Not saying that will definitely happen, but you know, it's we can't put too much weight on on some of these signings as of now because they might not be on the team when the, the season starts off. All right, let's talk about the NFC North and Max's favorite team, the Chicago Bears. The new starting, the surprise to no one, Andy Dalton, uh, signing a one-year deal for ten million dollars. And uh, franchise tagging Allen Robinson right to his hip. Uh, uh, Max, how excited are you about the Andy Dalton Allen Robinson connection? I'm convinced they're tanking. So I can't stand the Dalton trade. It's like taking a lateral move from Mitch. So nothing was exciting about Andy Dalton last year. So. I, I just I I don't know why that happened. Well, they they couldn't they couldn't get Deshaun Watson. They couldn't get Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, but go for Fitzmagic, you know. Well, obviously they couldn't get him either. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe Andy. Maybe they thought Andy Dalton was the was the truth. Would you rather have Andy Dalton or Ryan Fitzpatrick, Vince? How's that a question? Ryan's okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right, so uh, this just makes me sad. By the way, like just, just yes, just all of this. Um, for Allen Robinson, uh, probably one of my favorite receivers. I think I have him in this league, but regardless, just uh, he's been one of the top receivers and just continues to have subpar quarterbacks, and it's just sad for his entire career. The entire career, at this point. I am confident with Andy Dalton being his quarterback that Blake Bortles has been his best quarterback to date. I yes. can confidently say that. Oh, I feel bad for him. He didn't get a shot with Gardner Minshew. That's probably why. Maybe that would that would have been better than Dalton. All right, let's. Uh... 
Let's move on from the uh, the sad, sad Chicago Bears. Unless, unless uh, Max, you want to add anything else about your Bears? I think it's going to be a playoff year for them this year. No, I think they they're tanking. All right. And I think, <laughs> and I think their best signing is a punter. So. All right. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, they've been active. Uh, new GM, and uh, we'll talk about it when we get to my squad, but. Uh, Jared Goff coming over uh, from the Rams to Detroit uh, in a huge deal. Uh, Man, this definitely shakes up the NFC North. Um, Jared Goff to Tyrell Williams. Is this something that we're excited to see, Vince, in Detroit? No. No. (laughs) I mean, you and I talk a lot about football, and you know my feelings about Goff and Tyrell Williams. Although it's probably better than people give him credit for, he just couldn't stay on the field and that kind of thing. Um, it just still doesn't spark anything inside of me. It's uh, as exciting as I'm signing Brashard Perryman. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah, so Detroit, uh, whether or not they're tanking or whatever it may be, uh, getting. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Well, they're they're getting a lot of draft picks, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think they know what they're doing. I don't <laughs> think they do either. They're just a poorly run organization. I mean, Matt Stafford says it himself. So I mean, that's where that's where we are. Uh, so yeah, Detroit. Sorry, sack. Uh, they did sign Jamal Williams away from Green Bay, uh, but Green Bay did retain uh, Aaron Jones, a uh, big four year deal, forty eight million, uh, to be obviously the workhorse back. Uh, for Green Bay going forward. Um, do you think that this is now going to be a is – is this to keep him as the workhorse guy, Vince, or do you think that A.J. Dillon's going to get a lot more touches now that Jamal Williams isn't in the picture? Um, no, I still think it's good for, for Aaron Jones. Um, I still think he's going to be probably in the same role, but he was just, like, always super efficient. Um I mean, he's like borderline, like probably like a low end RB one still. I think um, just because he's going to be on a good offense, and like I said, usually he is a high efficient player. All right, let's talk about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, their new quarterback with Drew Brees retiring. Hey, you're not excited about Chad Beebe <laughs> going to the Vikings? No, nah, no, nah, I was not excited about Chad Beebe going to the Vikings. <laughs> I just was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> you skipped a few teams, but yeah. I, see I did. Those, those teams didn't do anything. Dan Arnold didn't do anything? No. He's not going <laughs> yeah, to. Well, you never know. We don't even know what the quarterback situation in Carolina is going to look like. Um, it's not going to look good. Yeah, New Orleans, we don't know what's going to look like either. I mean, Taysom Hill getting that lucrative deal, if I can air quote it, with like all that dead money that they can chop away. That is the most ludicrous deal I've ever seen. It's another one of those team-friendly contracts that you know has no guaranteed money and they can just like chop it all away. Uh, Which they should right now. Yeah, they probably should. Um, but it looks like they're going to go with some combination of Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, uh, Vince, are you excited to see what uh, what they look like last year? Like, I mean, this year, as someone that had Alvin Kamara uh, last year, he helped you win a fantasy championship. 
Well, good thing I spent a first-round pick on Alvin Kamara because I still wouldn't keep him, <laughs> if I, even if I could. <laughs> That's a good choice. It's going to be terrible. Um, so Jameis Winston, they announce as a starting quarterback. They're going to do the trickery that everyone hates um, with taking him out and, and putting him in. I mean, they, they took a Hall of Fame quarterback off the field to put this guy in. What do you think they're going to do with Jameis Winston? Probably the same thing, if not way more. So I don't want any a part of this offense. I don't think, like now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think there's anything that I would want. You wouldn't invest a second round pick in uh, Michael Thomas? Probably not. No. Max, would you take Michael Thomas in the second round? I wouldn't take anyone from this offense. Wow. Every time Taysom Hill touches the the field, he screws the the numbers up for everyone else. Yeah, I guess high price to pay when we're not really sure what the quarterback situation is going to be like. It's going to be Taysom Hill running the ball in the red zone and pissing a lot of people off. Michael Thomas got a lot of work from Taysom Hill, didn't he, when he was healthy? I mean, I'm picking at two one, and I'm not pick- and I'm not taking him there. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, let's talk about the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are uh, trying to run it back. Uh, not if a lot of the teams in the NFL have anything to say about it. Uh, franchise tag Chris Godwin, uh, so that's obviously a fantastic move. Um, resigned Rob Gronkowski. Um, so definitely two guys that were huge for the Buccaneers last year in fantasy. And then, you know, obviously in the actual game, uh, Chris Goblin and uh, Rob Gronkowski, two players that you're excited about for next year, Max? Godwin I'm excited about. Gronkowski is, is just too inconsistent for me. I'm, I'm sticking – one of my keepers is probably going to be a tight end. If you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I do, Darren Waller. So, and that, and, that, and it makes sense. I'm not going to lie. It makes sense. What round did you get him in? Gosh, I want to say it was like sixth or something. He got him pretty late. Oh, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't see that offense. I, I just see it, the running it back, honestly. They have so many weapons. Definitely an exciting team. Yeah. Well, he was splitting splitting snaps, and then also towards the the end of the year in the playoffs, they were using him primarily as a blocker. Um, so I mean, it just it's it's hard to trust him. But Godwin is an is an easy easy one to to get behind. You guys ready to talk about the best division? What do you guys think about uh, AB and his role in Tampa Bay? It's fine. Tom Brady loves to throw to him. Like, do you think he'll have a larger role than he was than he had last year? Though, probably not. I could see that happening. I could definitely see that happening. I mean, a full if he if he doesn't get in any trouble or do anything stupid, has like a full like a regular off season like 
what else does and doesn't do his normal AB idiot stuff. Oh, I can't see that happening. You're right. I can't see that happening. So yeah, probably not. He'll probably be garbage. He'll do something stupid and terrible because he just seems like a terrible person. Um, but if he had a normal offseason, I mean, he's if he didn't have all that nonsense happen with his foot and the Raiders and all that other dumb idiot stuff that he did farting on doctors and whatever, um, you know, he could have been, we could have been talking about him as the greatest wide receiver of all time. Uh, Cause that's the way he was playing when he was in Pittsburgh. Uh, gosh, it makes me so sick. So, so sick, but yeah, I could see AB bouncing back. Let's talk about the best division in football, shall we? All right, the NFC West. Let's start off with uh, with your team, Vince. Let's start off with the with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, big signing, AJ Green, one year deal for six million. Uh, signed signed JJ Watt. I mean, it was it's been a, a good off season for Arizona. What do you think, Vince? Are you excited about what Arizona's done so far? Yeah, I mean, it it's. Uh, it's just it depends what AJ Green we're gonna see. So like at times, you know, he didn't look great, but then there's just so many things that back up that AJ Green is still a good player. Uh, a lot of his targets were uncatchable, um, so there's just like a lot of empty air yards there. Um, having somebody opposite of DeAndre Hopkins, especially to somebody who has played of the caliber that AJ Green did, even if he's not exactly what he was before. Um, just having, you know, somebody that can take away the attention on Hopkins. Uh, and then Christian Kirk is still there, who I think is still going to be a factor. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's still a free agent who, you know, it's, it's, it's unseen if he signs with the team or signs back with the Cardinals or, you know, what have you, but you know, so far uh, I like, uh, what they've been doing uh, in non-fantasy related news. They also uh, got a, a really good center as well to kind of help out that offensive line, which has been pretty bad uh, for quite a while now. So um, it's kind of an absolute steal in Robbie Hudson. Absolute yeah, steal. For sure. So uh, excited, excited overall uh, kind of what they've been doing to, to kind of set up, you know, what looks to they're trying to make some sort of run with uh, this Kyler rookie contract. So it's kind of nice to see uh, JJ Watt on the other side, just a lot of things going on that, that they're doing right. Now let's talk about my team who made probably the biggest move uh, in free agency. And that's uh, trading Jared Goff for Matt Stafford uh, shipping, you know, two first rounders um, and that absolutely horrid contract. Uh, to Detroit. Uh, I mean, it definitely is a all or nothing situation as far as their money, um, put every, all their eggs into this basket. I mean, no first rounders for, for, for the next four years, um, which I mean, is something that they're used to doing. They'll take proven commodities over first round picks. Um, and they're going to continue to do that as long as they can retain players like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Um, but the Rams are going to be excited, uh, Exciting team to watch, in my opinion. I'm excited to see Matt Stafford uh, with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, and now Deshaun Jackson to stretch the field. Uh, that's an exciting wide receiver trio. Uh, Max, do you think I got something to be excited about here, or what? Well, it depends if Deshaun Watts or Deshaun Jackson is going to be injured all year again. 
So the hamstring's been an issue for him. He hasn't been able to stay on the field. He played five games this past year and three games the year before. He hasn't had a complete season since 2013. Was that when he was with Sean McVay in uh, Washington? No, that was the Eagles. Oh, okay. (laughs) Then he went to Washington, and then Tampa Bay, and then back to the Eagles. But in Washington with Sean McVay, he had 2,000-yard seasons. Uh, Big, big numbers uh, with McVay. Uh, he's definitely someone that I'm excited about. Vince, uh, you think I should be excited or not? About Matt Stafford? Yeah. Yeah, Matt Stafford. That's exciting. I already got my Matt Stafford jersey on the way, guys. It's on the way. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then my well, a couple of teams that I don't really care for, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. I'm not doing much as far as uh, offensive players, you know, signing a couple X Rams and then uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, re-signing Chris Carson uh, and then also signing Gerald Everett, uh, who's sneaky, exciting wide receiver. Uh, Chris Carson, I believe, Max, would you draft him in the third round? Is that something, something like that? Yeah. Is that someone you could see keeping for a second round pick next year? Maybe. You're lying. I don't think so because Rashard Penny's coming back. All right, I'm going to put you guys both on the spot uh, if you had to decide uh, today. Uh, Max, what two players would you be keeping if you had to decide today? Cam Akers and Darren Waller. Uh, That's what I I thought you would say. Uh, Vince, let me put you on the spot. Here are the two players you would keep if you had to decide today. Uh, Josh Allen. And maybe Terry McLaurin. Yeah. And if I had to decide today, it would definitely be Jonathan Taylor and James Robinson. But I'm definitely excited about a couple other players on my team. City Lamb could be sneaky. Um, is there anything else that anyone wanted to talk about? I mean, we got you know free agency going through. We got the draft in April. We'll definitely have a pod after the draft. Uh, Vince and I want to kind of do it a little more regularly. Um, to get some more content out for you guys. A um, lot going on this summer. We're excited to ramp up for next year. Uh, Max, you got anything you wanted to add? I, I still want to know what the quarterback situation in New Orleans is. I, I, the money just doesn't make sense for a backup QB. It's going to be Winston officially starting at quarterback, but – they're paying Taysom Hill as like a multi-position player. They're not paying him as a tight end. They're not paying him as a quarterback. They're just paying him as just a versatile weapon that they can use anywhere is where the money seems to be going. It just seems ridiculous. <laughs> Agreed. You're, you're crippling your like multiple players on your team to run a gimmick offense through Taysom Hill. Ugh. Vince, anything that you want to add? Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, we just wanted to get a pot in. Um, haven't really heard anything in a while, you know, since kind of the the season ended. Uh, it was definitely nice to kind of take a break and unwind. Um, you know, not too much into it yet. It's still early. Um, I'm not going to really start thinking about things until at least the draft, because that's when kind of everything is more solidified. 
um, and then teams only really subtract. There's no really uh, too many additions uh, for the draft. Uh, like you said, big summer, uh, you're getting married, so that'll be fun. Um, as far as just kind of everything else with football and, and kind of what's going on with us, um, just expect big things uh, coming in the future. Um, still details to come, but there's, there's going to be some big things coming. Yeah, I'm really excited for uh, for the for 2021, uh, especially after summer as we start to ramp up. Um, a lot of cool things coming for Team Poor Sport, um, and uh, the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl next year. Oh gosh, oh, feels good. Okay, peace out.